Is Danila Yurov the key to the Minnesota Wilds' future and their ability to contend? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we go through the athletics prospect rankings. We'll see what Scott Wheeler has to say about the best prospects in the Minnesota Wilds system. We'll talk about why Danila Yurov may be the key to all of this as a highly touted Minnesota Wild prospect. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, credentialed member of the Minnesota Wild media realm. And uh, we're talking prospects here today. We're talking prospects. And The Athletic came out with their most recent rankings of prospect systems throughout the NHL. If you'll recall, your Minnesota Wild were number one on the list for the Athletic last season. Well, this season they dropped to 11, but it's not a big surprise with the fact that Brock Faber and Marco Rossi both now are considered NHLers. And so you are removing those two highly talented prospects from the system. But there still is plenty of intrigue and plenty of high-level prospects in the Wilds system. So let's take a look at what Scott Wheeler has to say about particular players on this list. We'll start with number one. This is not a surprise. Jesper Volstead, the goalie phenom prospect for the Minnesota Wilds. I will note his numbers have been a little up and down since his first career NHL start, which was also not fun. Um, But Volstead still has the pedigree. He still is expected to be the goalie of the future for this wild team, expected to be somebody that steps in, takes the starter's job, and never gives it back. I will note what Wheeler wants to see from Volstead moving forward. Quote, there's a minor question mark or two around every young goalie in the sport. And with Volstead, I don't see an obvious hole or area of weakness that worries me. He just doesn't steal games quite like Nashville Predators goalie prospect Yaroslav Askarov, for example. But his consistency in his young career has, to use a cliche, always seemed to give his chance, a, his team a chance to win. I'd maybe like to see him develop a little more quickness. He's strong across the net and low to high on pushes, but he sits a little heavy over his skates, and I wouldn't say his feet are fast per se. But otherwise, he's got all the makings of a number one goalie in the NHL, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't become a good 1A at minimum. 
This is part of the process, too, with Volstead, because if we'll recall, when he came over to North America and started at the Iowa Wild level, he was in a, a split, got some goalie starts just to kind of get his feet wet, but he wasn't taking a lion's share of the starts. And now this season, he is doing just that. So that's the progression. That's the development from him to uh, to get him to uh, continue down this path towards becoming the goalie of the future. So Volstead cracks the list at number one. Phenom Danila Yurov is number two on the list. We're going to talk extensively about Yurov here in a second, so I won't spoil some of the things that Scott Wheeler had to say, but just keep Yurov in your thoughts for right now at number two on this list. Liam Ugrin. The wing prospect that was taken 19th overall as a first-round pick that also came from the Kevin Fiala trade, as did Brock Faber. So we are excited to see what Liam Ugrin has to contribute because this could end up pushing the Brock Faber-Kevin Fiala trade further into the win uh, column for the Minnesota Wilds. Wheeler notes on Ugrin. He's strong on pucks, holding them off with ease against his peers and comfort against pros, which has helped him become a natural at drawing penalties. He's also a combination shot and pass power and finesse player who can show a variety of tools over the course of a game. I like the way he shades into and away from pressure and control. His shot comes off his blade quickly, hard and naturally, rocking it back into his stance and letting it go. It really rattles off his stick. His offensive arsenal is multifaceted, and he's got some sneaky craftiness and evasiveness to his game to complement the tools of strength and shooting that are more evident. He releases quickly and goes and gets pucks and wins races. He's good on the cycle. He could use another step for the rest of his translatable game to work at the NHL level, but I wouldn't call his skating an impediment. It's better than he usually gets credit for. It has looked noticeably improved over the last two seasons, It looks lighter through his crossovers and his pickups, and he finds ways to get pucks and or get open around the home plate area inside the offensive zone where his skill and his shot take over. Add in a commitment to the puck retrievals and battles and a strong base knowledge of when to make the simple play and when to attack, and you've got a pretty safely projectable top nine winger at an early age. And don't confuse completeness for lack of talent, as I think that can often be misconstrued, and that's not the case here. He's not going to be a dynamic, high-skill guy, but he started leading more rushes and attacking sequences in control. He can't fault his effort level. Really strong. He can score. There's a lot to like. So, Ugrin at number three. Riley Height, the second-round pick that the Wild got in return for Jordan Greenway who is currently leading the WHL in points, the entirety of the WHL in points. Um, Here's what Wheeler had to say about Riley Height. His ability to make plays offensively, both off the rush and inside the zone, where he's got slick skill in traffic, great instincts off the puck, and a lunch pail approach also gives me confidence that he'll continue to progress. Some are concerned he doesn't score enough to project into a top six role or have the desired size to play the worker game he plays in junior as his identity in a potential bottom six role as a center. 
but I like him to figure out a fits as a secondary top nine playmaker who can run a second power play unit. At number five, Marat Husnit Dinoff. Wheeler says uh, about Marat, he deserves a lot of credit for his early success at a top pro level, too, because it's on the back of a game that earns trust. Husnit Dinoff has good overall skill and an engine that's always ramped up, engaging himself in the play and making quick decisions from A to B to move the puck track the play and make quick small skill plays in between. And while he's a little on the smaller side at five foot nine, 176 pounds right now, he's not particularly dynamic in any one area. He has some skill more as a playmaker than a scorer, though he's opportunistic around the net too. He's effective. He's talented. He can skate and he's going to battle to compensate for his deficiencies. That's a good player. Despite his size, he has also been a 50% faceoff guy in the KHL. He was above it last year and slightly below it this year. He projects as a potential third-line type who can play up and down the lineup. He's also one of about a half dozen wild prospects who have worn the C before. So who's Nadinov comes in at number five? Charlie Stramel comes in at number six, the big physical center that the uh, wild took in the first round of this previous draft. We're going to talk about Stramel extensively here in a little bit, but just want to get through the rest of the list. Damon hunt comes in at seven. We've seen Damon hunt this year um, has some great skills offensively as a defenseman. Carson Lambos checks in at number eight. Caden bank checks in as number nine, a center slash wing prospect. All these guys are in Iowa currently. Adam Beckman checks in at number 10, left-wing prospect. We are familiar with Adam Beckman and his uh, goal scoring that came after he was sent back down to Iowa. Hunter Height of the Saginaw Spirit is number 11. Interesting nugget here from Wheeler. If Height makes it, It'll be as a hungry creator whose game works better with pro players, though I wonder if he'll have a better shot as a winger than a center at the next level. Rasmus Kumpelainen of the Oshawa Generals checks in at number 12. Rieger Lorenz of the University of Denver at 13. Jack Peart of St. Cloud State University. Go Huskies. Uh, checks in at number four. Left-handed defenseman and Ryan O'Rourke currently at Iowa rounds out the list at number 15. And Wheeler says of Ryan O'Rourke, he's a good kid and player to have as organizational depth. I think there's room for him to become slightly more than that in time, but he's already behind Damon Hunt and is probably a lesser priority than Carson Lambos. So it may be hard to get there. I could see David Spacek and Kyle Masters leapfrogging him on the depth chart and this list as well. And nearly slotted these two over him and Jack Peart for the final two slots here. Wheeler also tiers the wild prospect system. The first two players, these are the ones that it's pretty set that they're going to become solid. Like it's expected that they're going to become solid NHL contributors in Jesper Volstead and Danila Yurov. The next tier is Liam Ugrin, Riley Height, and Murat Huznitdinov which uh, has them pegged as more middle-of-the-lineup contributors. Uh, 
but still NHL guys. And for the rest of the group, um, Charlie Stramel through Ryan O'Rourke at this point, Wheeler has grouped them into kind of the, you know, somewhere between the AHL and the NHL lineup um, guys. But again, a lot of these guys are young. You know, you're talking 18, 19 years old, 20, 21. So there still is an opportunity for them to, uh, to build into a bigger role. Uh, in this Minnesota Wild organization. So there you have it. I want to spend the rest of the show keying in on two key prospects for different reasons. Because there is a lot that is going to be put on Danila Yurov's shoulders. It may be that he is the key to the entire thing. And so we'll talk about Danila Yurov, what he brings to the table, and why he may be the one that Kirill Kaprizov is most intrigued by amongst Minnesota Wild prospects. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of Locked on Wild also brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day, or in the case of these Locked on Wild after darks, your uh, last listen before you uh, call it a night. Uh, make sure to tune in for tomorrow's episode in which we will be talking to uh, Amanda, one of our uh, loyal Locked on Wild listeners. For another uh, wild fan spotlight, that should be a fun way to start the day tomorrow. Also, a note for our audio listeners: uh, we are moving to a new host platform for all of the Locked On podcasts, and so it's not going to be something that impacts Apple, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. It's a different spot for us to post episodes. But it also means that beginning Friday at about noon through Monday at noon, there will probably not be any new episodes posted 
um, which unfortunately means postcasts Friday night and Saturday night. Just while we make the transition, those will still be available on YouTube. We will still be doing the postcasts, just unfortunately won't be able to post them uh, until we get switched over to the new platform come Monday. So don't be alarmed if you don't see those pop up um, on Friday or Saturday nights. Uh, we will uh, we'll get them added in after the fact once um, once things have switched over come Monday. So just be on the lookout for that. And as we move back into our prospect discussion here today, left two names off the list that we didn't really discuss, that being Danila Yurov and uh, Charlie Stramel. And I want to start with Yurov because it is widely being accepted that Yurov is somebody that is potentially dynamic enough to where he may be the key to a few things for the Minnesota Wild here um, as they move towards the next core that hopefully can compete and uh, make a deep postseason run. Uh, listen to this from Scott Wheeler. Not only is he a good team's leading scorer, He's going to finish the season with the KHL's all-time under-21 scoring record, breaking Vladimir Tarasenko's single-season mark, having already passed Kirill Kaprizov and Evgeny Kuznetsov along the way. For years, he was a rare winger who was capable of driving play, chances, and results at both ends without necessarily looking like he was dominating out there. This year, a move to center helped him really lean into that identity, and he has looked like a natural down the middle outside of needing some expected work in the faceoff. He's only winning about 44 45% in the KHL. He's a kid who has really impressed me almost every time I've watched him over the years, whether against his peers or in the KHL. Considering his ice time, he was actually quite productive between ages 17 and 19 in the KHL as well. So it's not as though this breakout is a surprise. Kids his age are often either advanced in the way they operate on the ice, but lack the high-end skill to make the most of it, or have the skill in spades, but struggle to use it because they aren't processing the game fast enough. This is the key point. Yurov doesn't have any problems on either front. He may not become a true star, but he's got top six tools and his odds of really hitting feel pretty high. If he can stick at center in the NHL, that would be huge for the wild too. I don't think it's a coincidence that Kirill Kaprizov has gotten to the point that he is personally texting, not only Brat who's and Liam Ugrin, but Danila Yurov as well, because I think Danila Yurov is intriguing enough of a player for Kirill Kaprizov to want to see how he handles moving to the NHL level before Kaprizov decides to cut bait and head out of town. And as Wheeler notes, Yurov has all of the tools to be a uh, top six player. If he ends up becoming a center, that maximizes his opportunities to really have a top six impact for this Minnesota wild team. And so as Yurov continues to develop, whether it be in the KHL this year or 
a move to North America and to the AHL. Personally, it it feels like this is kind of the final thing that he has to prove before he makes an impact at the NHL level. Uh, I've seen discussions on Twitter extensively about if he plays, if Yurov plays and succeeds at the KHL, there really is nothing that he can learn at the AHL level. And so let's say Yurov does sign for one more year in the KHL, then I think you could make a real compelling case for him just heading right to the NHL um, once his contract is done at the KHL level. At, at this point for him, the biggest thing is to just go up against the the highest levels of talents. And if he continues to dominate, that's a good sign that his chances of being a top level hit um, that, that just makes those, those chances all that much better. And if he hits, if he provides a high level of skill and production, um, that's the kind of thing that can convince because if, Kaprizov is going to continue to be the Batman. If Yurov could be his Robin, especially after Matt Zuccarello decides to hang up his skates, likely after his current extension is done. That would be a way to convince a guy like Kaprizov to stay. So I think Danilo Yurov has a high level of influence as to how this next round of players that the Wild are building around as their core, he's going to have a large impact on what that looks like here in a couple of seasons. And so reports that he continues to dominate are very, very encouraging. Now you go from a guy who is knocking on the door to a guy who's going to take a little while to have a proper impact we'll talk charlie stramel as we finish today's episode of locked on wilds after this today's episode of locked on wild is brought to you by ebay motors passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time for your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. If you have a question or topic you'd like to see featured on a future episode of Locked on Wild, email LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Tell us your question and we'll make sure to mix it in for at least part of a future episode. Or depending on the topic, 
it could end up working its way into a full episode in the future. So let's talk about a bit of a controversial pick for the Minnesota Wild in the first round last year of the the draft. Charlie Stramel of the University of Wisconsin. Here's some of the things that Scott Wheeler had to say about Stramel in his write-up in which he had Stramel as the number six prospect in the Minnesota Wild pipeline. After conversations with scouts or folks at the national program about Stramel when he was there, in advance of playing his draft year in college for the Badgers, I always felt I wasn't quite where they were in terms of their belief in the player and his upside. That continued to start last year as he struggled to have a real impact with the Badgers early on as a freshman, albeit in a young one, albeit a young one, and albeit on a bad at times lost team. He started to come on before last year's World Juniors in Halifax, though. Then he was a he was good in a bottom six role for Team USA and played quite well in college down in the second half, renewing the hope many had and belief in him uh, that many had as well. That was encouraging enough for the Wild to take him at number 21 in the draft. He was number 37 on Wheeler's list. He hasn't looked like the first-round pick this year, though. Between early season injury issues and a struggle to assert himself, as he had in some impressive stretches against his age group coming up and low-end production, have made for a worrisome cocktail. Still, there are tools there to work with and push him along. Nicknamed Big Rig when he was at the program, Stramel is a heavy kid whose athletic, muscular build jumps out at you right away. His strength complements a competitive, physical, forechecking, middle lane style that makes good use of his length and includes a hard wrister from mid-range. He can push into space. He's got decent hands when he pushes through the middle. Scouts were fascinated by his power forward style and size down the middle following a move to center from the wing position as a 16-year-old. I have questions about his talent level, processing, and pace, though. He too often looks like the third guy on his line. I don't see enough playmaking or sense that and or sense, and he's a little sluggish from a standstill through his first few strides. Once he gets moving, his stride actually has good power, and he's a decent skater for his size on the whole. When he's around it, he can be a handful. But getting around it consistently enough at higher paces has proven to be a bit of a challenge, and his decision-making can look a little slow. He may become a good, hard, and heavy bottom six player at the next level in time, but that's probably a best-case scenario, and there's another scenario where he doesn't develop enough to get there. This is a case, I think, for the Minnesota Wilds in which they are hoping that you can add pieces to a physical frame that you just don't find all the time. Stramel has the big body, the frame, and it is interesting too because it was noted when Stramel was drafted that in a lot of the combine tests, he charted, he was off the charts in terms of his ability to uh, to handle different combine measures. Just, just rated off the charts in a lot of those. 
And it's a Minnesota Wild team, to be honest, that is is has no shortage of players on the small side. But I think the hope here for the Wild is that they have found another Jewel Erickson Eck. And honestly, like a, it feels like a lot of the decisions that the Wild have from a center perspective is to try to find different versions of Jewel Erickson Eck to plug into the lineup. But let's look at it this way, too. Marco Rossi had a ton of skill and playmaking ability and came in undersized. And it was noticeable the first time Rossi was put at the NHL level. Now, part of that was him being thrown into a fourth line role and expected to just kind of to, to be a fourth line guy, which is not that that's just not where he's suited. We've seen the difference with Rossi adding to his frame, adding 15 pounds of muscle, spending the entire off season getting to the getting to the spot that he needed to be, to be able to be a competent and, um, and fully functioning NHL player. So Rossi did not have the size. He added some of it. Stramel has the size. And if the Wilds can kind of mold him and sculpt him into somebody who, like, Jewel Erickson did not have great offensive numbers his first couple of seasons in the league. He has added to that portion of his game considerably. And you can do pretty well as a big guy that gets to the net. Like being that net front guy that has value. So I think the wilds saw what happened with Rossi and said, well, can we add some of the skill-based things to the repertoire while having the size that we need to work with? So it's, it's a development type pick for the Minnesota Wild. Obviously, this is going to be one that is heavily scrutinized considering what Gabe Perot, who the New York Rangers selected a couple of picks after Charlie Stramel was selected. This is going to be one in which this will always be linked. These two will always be linked. Wild fans will always be looking at what Gabe Perot does. I think a better way to do it is to just consider Riley Height the first round pick. And if if Stramel is more of a second rounds type player, that maybe makes it a little easier to stomach, but you know, it's it's situations like this too where I feel like just my personal opinion, I feel like you can find size and bite and physicalness you can find those things and you build them like if you find speed and skill and you draft and develop players with large amounts of skill you can find size to build around them so my personal opinion i will allow i will wait and see how things play out on the stramel front i'd love to have gabe perot in this prospect system who wouldn't that's the beauty of the draft though is that we 
don't really know until these players get to where they can get to the NHL level. And if they have an impact, it's a great pick. If not, it will just end up in the long line of first-round picks that the Wild have had that have not panned out. There have been far worse that have not even remotely panned out by this franchise. It just does seem like Judd Brackett is... We are poised to see some of these picks that Judd Brackett has made within the next couple of years. And so we'll start to get a real good idea as to if all of the projecting and the prognosticating and evaluation of these kids, if they have the talent to match, then the Wild are going to be in a really good spot. That does it for today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, make sure to hit the like button before you head out for the night. Uh, Join us for tomorrow's episode in which we will be talking to uh, another one of our uh, loyal Lockdown Wild listeners as uh, Amanda will join us for another Wild Fan Spotlight. So you can tune in for that. It's coming up tomorrow for you as we get you through to the end of the week with a couple of big games on Friday night and Saturday. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms as well so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.